this is the Paradise Podcast. We have a happy group of socially distanced boys here after back-to-back wins against Hibs and Sarajevo. I'm Kieran Tierney. As pair, we have Sean Aitken. All right. David Quinn. Hello. Dan Shaw. Hiya. Danny McLadrigan. Hello. So a 3-0 win over Hibs uh, the weekend. We'll talk about that one first before moving on to the win against Sarajevo that's got us into the Europa group stage. Uh, Hibs probably seen as being the toughest team that we've been up against so far this season after their start in the league. Uh, we've had a, a good few wins on the trot and got a result against Rangers as well. You know, easy peasy. What did you think, David? Uh, like I felt like Hibs kind of like deserved to score. Like I actually kind of felt bad for them in the last like ten minutes. I was sort of being like, I could just let them have like one goal. But uh, no, it was actually like, it was good, good movement. Really impressed. Like I actually don't think there was anything I could fault. Actually, poor Frimpong getting fucking stepped on was really like I was like, it's that boy's career over right there. But uh, no, Hibs was great. Good game. Good game. He's like Stretch Armstrong, man. You can't. You can't destroy him. <laughs> he just gets back up straight away. Is that what you've got? He's an absolute star. I'm sure we'll get to him later on. But aye, uh, he's shown in the Hibs performance. Did he get man of the match? Yeah, I believe he did. Eh? Yeah, Frimpong got man of the match. Um, but there was a few stickouts. Like I think we'll probably mention a few guys individually. But for all the doom and gloom that's accompanied this runny wind, the sunshine seems to be back on paradise. It was a brilliant performance up against. I think we'll all agree the third best team in the league based on current showings. Ah, definitely. Um, well, they're sitting third in the, the league just now, um, albeit having played two more games than Aberdeen. They had no shots on target during that game to to earn nine, and I think they've you know they, they've scored more goals in the league than anybody else apart from us and Rangers. And Barkas had a relatively quiet one. Sums up maybe how good our, our three at the back is becoming as they're gelling together with with Duffy now in there as well. I looked a bit ropey in the first fifteen minutes, though. Did he know? <laughs> there was a couple of times where with Martin Boyle absolutely done him out on the sideline, and then I think there was one about five minutes later. But uh, aye, I think exactly what you say is they're gelling, um, and that zero shots on target for Hibs that probably does them a disservice because it was a great game of football to watch. They actually came out and tried to make a game of it, which doesn't happen very often in the SPL. And for them not to register a shot, um, I think it's just another tick in our column for a job well done. I definitely think so. Uh, I, it was probably one of the best league games of the season that I've watched so far, with both teams properly having a go for it. We had a really good tempo about us, but Hibs have obviously, like Boyle, as you say, it's got a lot of pace in the team and, and you know, Boyle will make a lot of defenders look silly this season, well, as he already has. Um, seems to be able to just get past them kind of with a bit of ease. But the fact that we were able to nullify him and, and others in that Hibs attack, I think we, you know, obviously showed our, our credentials at the back. Uh, Sean, any standout players for you that game? Um, I think front point again, to be honest with you, man, was a big main one. I think he just done so much on that that right side of the field in terms of changing the game. I think. Going forward again, I wasn't overly impressed with Eddie again in that game when he came on. But I think, as you say, team's starting to kind of work a bit better together. But I think probably the best player was probably Turnbull when he came on as well. Uh, I, I, think, actually, 
Turnbull in that the second half, he came on at half time and he looks like he'll be able to just, well, he did just walk into the team. He looks capable of doing a job for Celtic, definitely. The way he was just taking the ball, demanding the ball, making the passes. He just seems he can appear in that team so seamlessly. And for me, I know it's just one game, it was based on one game, but to me right there, right then, he put his name forward above Encham for me this season so far, but he's just based on that single performance alone, just the hunger and the drive and what he was given as well. We said that based on 45 minutes, you could argue he's jumped in Cham in the queue. Um, that's how impressive it was in half a game of football. He was really good. I heard uh, somebody describing, Dan, this is in no way a slate against Tom Rogic, so don't take it that way before I say it. But uh, I heard him, <laughs> I heard him described on uh, Twitter as uh, Rogic with legs, <laughs> uh, which is probably quite an apt description. Um, that wasn't what impressed me, though. Like, can he have to dig a ball for distance? Eh? Technique, he had one effort. Um, the movement he got on the ball really troubled the keeper for about 30 yards. Um, and then he had another one, I think, fell a little closer for the edge of the box that got blocked by a defender. But gone to that, and then the range of passing to steadied him through at the end, and it was a perfectly weighted pass. Just think, techniques staring at the kids. Uh, he's really young. We've got him quite early on. So I was initially pleased with the bye, but based on 45 minutes, and <laughs> you could argue that's getting ahead of yourself. But I'm more excited now than I was before I seen him playing. No, I'm, I'm with you. I think, uh, like, not being funny. It was, like you said, Tina mentioned earlier, their biggest challenge of the year so far. Um, like, no doubt, this quite clearly as a, a Hibs team are miles better drilled than, you know, even the team that Neil Lennon had, who, uh, you know, gave us a bit of stick, but maybe didn't perform all in the country as well as that. But, no, th- this team seemed a lot a lot more drilled this Hibs team, and I, I thought that was our biggest challenge here so far, and the players, Teaman, Rose Tea, like, really, really impressed, and Turnbull, brilliant, just fantastic, like that. It reminded me of um, Ewan Henderson's debut, just into the team, passing the ball about, like, like there's no pressure, like, it's not a big deal, like, you know, like, it was a training game, it was fantastic, it was just brilliant to see, encouraging, like, Money looks like money well spent already, and I think a lot of the time when we we talk and we get excited about performance and and, and just one game, we often go why, but it was only them, it was only this team, and no, for the for the biggest challenge of the year so far, I think that that's that merits a lot of plaudits, and I think he's worth every one of them. I think uh, social media was uh, buzzing, well, and I, I don't remember seeing one person trying to kind of talk him down, so I. Well, thoroughly impressed. Uh, Kenny raises a point as well. We, we mentioned Boyle. Um, I think it was either Quinn or Tierney mentioned Boyle. Um, and sometimes we go out and buy guys for three million, three and a half million, four million. And we've never, Nene has no anything about them. Ball and golly. I'll use him as a <laughs> an example because it's going to prove my point, evidently. But uh, we go out and buy guys who might just turn out to be a waste of space. Whereas you look in the SPL, Maybe these guys are not going to be able to make a step up to European football and Champions League football, but they're, we know what they can do in the SPL. We've seen Turnbull. We've obviously cherry-picked him. Boyle was another one we were linked with early in the window that I think probably if we could get him for a couple of million, he's a good player to have there come in and fill a space, especially if he's eager and hungry to do a job. Um, I don't know about you. The EDS at City as well. Their, their kind of youth system, I'm pretty sure, Boyle. Aye. 
I'm certain he that's how Hibs got ahead him was on loan for City initially. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but I'm, I'm near enough certain that's that's true. So um, we've had a lot of joy out of that, I think. But we're just saying, of course, like Turnbull seems to have kind of outshone Encham initially. But I think Encham's been there or thereabouts a decent player for us. Um, I don't think he's... He's been important for big games and stuff like uh, that, especially in line to Europe and stuff. But I, I think that's what's encouraging to see a player, I even, even outside him, but it is encouraging because he's good. He's not phenomenal, but he's good. I think Encham's very much reminds me of uh, Samaras in the sense that he swans through a lot of games though as well. Aye. We don't always get the best at him, whereas I think that's what we're trying to die for is another midfielder who actually gives it his all every game. Yeah. And I'm not saying Encham's not interested, but doesn't always come across that way. And it can be very hot and cold, especially. But when the big games happen, like he always steps up for them. So always got to give his plaudits for the amount we spent on them as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. And it's, when he's good, he's, he's a sensation. But when he's no good, it's it's like you, you think we could get a younger Scottish laddie in the same position who might be able to do a job. And proof was in the pudding there with Turnbull. He was minty. And I'm going to mention him. Like Jeremy Frimpong obviously haven't to come on for Forrest. Was a godsend in that game, I think, because the, it, it just gave us this dimension. I've said it time and time again, there is nobody in Scotland can do with Jeremy Frimpo. It's not happened yet in my eyes. Somebody that, that just sorts him out. Uh, in fact, it's always the opposite. He snapped the puppy up. The, yeah, yeah. And the same happened in the, we'll get one, obviously, it's a Sarajevo game. They were just gone for him because he's small and they think that'll put him down. But Danny said there, he keeps getting up, and I think players are, especially people like Bruni, who are used to getting hit with the challenges, I've probably said to him, you're going to get hit. Just, if you can, just get straight back up. He and could he, arguably, he could go down a bit more, in my opinion. Yes. I think <laughs> he, he's, just, he's so keen to stay on his feet, <laughs> um, and you're just like, see, sometimes like if you take a shoulder, just go down, especially if it's near the box, but I suppose that's got to be admired. Um, did you hear this striking thing on Celtic TV? It made me laugh. said he was driving home in the car and he was listening to the Hibs game on the radio. And he says to himself, have Celtic signed two boys with the name Frimpong? Because <laughs> he just couldn't believe how many times he was getting mentioned on the radio. He was like, that surely can't be the one guy. Um, <laughs> but he's playing out his skin now. We can see it like in the games and stuff. Like, you know, when... When we've maybe been a wee bit slow in in the games prior to Hibs, um, and any time that you know, no, no, saying for an entire game that we've been slow, but periods where we've maybe slowed up a bit, he's the one that's still driving the team forward. And it's like whenever Bruni picks up the ball, he's he's glancing at his right hand side first to see if the pass is on for for Frimpong, because um, he knows like that that's what's going to get us doing in about the box, say whoever it is we're up against, and, and be able to create chances and get us going. And, and like Dan is saying as well, now we Forrest um, picking up that injury. Forrest such an important player for us as, as well. But because we're playing with that back three, that just opens up a really good opportunity for Frimpong. And well, the last two games in themselves against Hibs and Sarajevo, he's, you know, he's showing what we've all known, and that's like how class a player he is. And it's just that energy, just like you know, endless energy, just constantly up and at them. You know, whether it's the first minute again or the ninetieth minute. As I think I always say, like young players are, or I don't just say, but a kind of common thing, especially Scottish football, young players are fearless. Um, 
Tongue would still relatively young to feel this, but you always see it like Mikey Jones when he first kind of like got his first few games for just was not afraid of taking on a guy. Didn't matter if they had two fit for him in height, just wasn't afraid of doing it. And I just hope Jeremy Frimpong, just because he doesn't really look like he's going to grow anymore. <laughs> because he, he does need, he just doesn't shy away from attacking the game, just totally taking it to some people. And that, I can't remember, their, is it Doig, their fullback in that game? The way we him, like, signed, sealed in a wee envelope, like, in his back pocket, went to the post office to get him sent him. It was amazing. He, he could not deal with him. And Hibs have really, like, hit teams to... I'm not going to say the sword, they're not humped any day yet, but they, they've really controlled a lot of the, their domestic football. So I was I was utterly delighted because I just thought that looked like we were playing the Hibs of old. Like they, they did not have an answer for us and we were fab, we were absolutely fantastic. Before we stop following our Jeremy Frimpong again, this is never, just a Jeremy Frimpong fan zone. <laughs> I think one of the today though is like just pull a tear me, man, go away for the summer and come back with two story muscle mass or something, man. <laughs> That's what I was gonna say. Dan, I'm still hoping for a growth spurt in my thirties. So anyway, <laughs> might turn out to be a six fitter just yet. <laughs> Who knows? Okay. Um, got Lenny injecting on the growth hormones. Well that's see see the energy that he's actually using up and doing that wing all the time. It, it's always being put to good use. He's always looking for a forward pass and he's always trying to make something happen. A guy that we spoke about a lot last season and was good against Hibs, but as we move on to talk about Sarajevo, he was one of the guys who sort of I was a wee bit disappointed in. Ryan Christie is another one of the Duracell battery players that just keeps going. But I feel like the new Frimpong's putting all that energy to good use, whereas Ryan Christie for me has been a wee bit wasteful at the minute. Um, we'll get on to that with Sarajevo obviously but um, aye, there's players that are standing out there now and there's players that you just want a wee bit more for um, and Frimpong's heeding shooters in front of the guys that are standing out there now A player that seems to have walked into the team talking about Turnbull and others that have came into the team and, and played well one guy that, that's walked in and uh, this season and seems to be fitting in uh, really well is Ayeti um, getting another goal against Hibs. That's five goals in six games, and I think he's only started three games or something like that for, for Celtic so far. Uh, it was Sean that picked up the, how Edouard came on in the game against Hibs, and that was Ayeti picking up an injury, which I think that's probably him out until after the international break, and so he missed the Sarajevo game. But somebody else that's came into that team, and you know, it's a proper penalty box striker, like a real poacher, uh, which we've maybe not really had for a wee while. I don't know about Eddie the now as well. It's like he's not saying that he's not giving stuff to the team. He's still doing his hold-up play. He's still been a bit of a menace here and there. He's just not seemed to have that spark. And you've got a question. Is some of that with the ongoing contract discussions there? Some of that to do with the old uh, transfer news and rumours and stuff? Well, he's still a young lad as well, and you think about it like, overall. So My is that playing with him? As... The thing I keep seeing him sort against Hibs is... He just keeps looking down the barrel of about four defenders. And I love that he's trying it. But he just immediately starts trying to step over and do, 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 like get by everybody. And it's not working. It's not coming off like at all. And I just I just think it's... Folk always say it to me because I am mad. But like madness is trying the same thing here and there again with, with getting different results. Because like, uh, I do that with just about everything in my life. But 
<laughs> but that's, I see that happening with Eddie right now, and um, we'll, we'll come on to it. Well, I'll not mention it again, but Harry Evil gave me done the exact same thing, just kept trying to bomb through three or four people, and it, it wasn't happening. And if you're listening, Eddie, we love you. But go and just. <laughs> No, he's already turned it off, man. He's raging. No, well, he does listen. I know for a fact. <laughs> he's one of the fabled 32 or whoever it is. How many are we up to now? 30 of them on me. Actually, in the last, this last video, man. Aye. Actually, we should probably reference the fact we've been away for ages. Um, Lots no. happened in between, but uh, <laughs> holiday, there was a two week recovery. What does uh, it was loads of one nils and folk were fucking moaning and that. It was uh, the two week period we were allowed to go away before they shut all. <laughs> 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 High five each other. Result, <laughs> but yeah, we went up north. We're in whiskey country. Take a while to recover. Was... I'm not apologising. Yeah, two weeks. <laughs> I was going to say to uh, finish off on the Hibs game, um, we got a rare sighting of the lesser spotted sorrow. Yes, we fucking did. And I thought he looked at, he was that competent. I was like, why is this cunt no played yet? I really yeah. flabbergasted me because I thought, oh, he's going to just start dropping the ball. There'll be a reason we've not seen this guy and the life making the work. You got you got what ten minutes or something like that. At the end of the game, you got a few touches. It's only ten minutes at a game we were already up in. He he, he looked calm as anything. He just you know just passing balls, receiving them really competently. And I just thought, again, we were being closed down almost every second. I'm not saying closed down well enough, but we were being closed down quite consistently. And I just thought he dealt with it just really really well to a degree that I was like. This is actually pretty honking that you've not seen this guy yet. If that's how good he is, if that's if you can play around Tibbs this well, why why is it taking so long? It um, sounds like a old Scottish guy thing to say. So I knew guy you would meet at a junior game on a Saturday morning, but he plays the ball on his feet. Like he, he doesn't like half bake his passes. You have to be ready to receive the ball for him. But I quite like that. He's quite keen to move the ball I, on and then get in his place. It. You are a wee old Scottish guy now. <laughs> I know. That's good. 30, 30 years, what's that? Is that one score year in 10? <laughs> in old language. <laughs> old language. You say the word score all the time. You say the word score more than MDI know. I know the same old people that you know. Aye, but I'm normally talking about a £20 note. <laughs> no two decades. <laughs> Here, no, that's a note. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, it was good. Like, did he use his five substitutions? Because I feel like we got a wee bit. I was half expecting Luca Connell to come on or something. <laughs> like, <laughs> we got to see a few guys. It was that was it. It was a good run out. It was a good performance. Clean sheet for the defence. Where's the five to... subs, Danny? So Clamalla, uh, Soro, Turnbull, and Chan and Eduard all all came on. <laughs> That's not a bad five side team, is it? Guys. <laughs> <laughs> That was good. I'd, I'd like to see us utilising this rule a wee bit more. So hopefully that's the start of it. But like I say, we're how many games in now and guys are starting to pick up injury? We were just singing his praises. He's hopefully going to be back for the Rangers game. But uh, there's guys picking up injuries now. We're going to have to utilise the squad. So the five subs I want to see more of. Move on to the Sarajevo game. Why not? We're on a roll. We're on a roll. What a nice wee victory that was. Uh, just the one nothing, but it was one of those one nil could have been five nil if we had been a wee bit more clinical. Uh, for what I kind of 
sorry, the game anyway. But uh, at the end of the day, it's a job done into the group stage. That's what, what needed to be done, and that's what we've done. Um, they pretty much played every man behind the ball, didn't they? It's, it's one of them where if you had 11 bins in the penalty box, it's difficult to score against that. Never mind eleven bodies that are moving back and forward. My, my honest opinion is that that's exactly what it was. The comments flying about Facebook at half time, swear to God, and obviously I know I'm I'm just I know what I'm like. I just see the positive side constantly. But no, I think that's exactly what it was. I don't think we were expecting them to play like that. Um, in terms of we, I mean, uh, the management, the players. I think they were expecting them to like they know they need to score, so they're going to just come out and play. Um, which is why I think we went, you know, it looked three five two, either that or it was like three five one one, whatever the way. Elianus is a second kind of forward there, but they did. They all sat behind the ball, and it's it's one of these things that I, I don't think you just score against teams like that, especially teams that are good at it. And I'm not saying they were like very good at it, but like Italian teams, the years gone by, who sit behind the ball and just hit you in the break once. I kept thinking that's that's what's going to happen here. They are going to hit us in the break one time and we're going to get caught out. But I actually think that, so we didn't attack too well. We were maybe a bit loose with the shooting. It was maybe not that cutting edge, especially the first half. But I think the thing we did very well was defend. I think our defence was tight as anything in that game. And it was exactly that kind of like, I'm trying to kill like the, the right word for it, but a championship match. Like a, it was a do, a do or die, must win scenario. It feels like a lot of games are going to be like that this year, but I think the fans were good, were very good. I think Shane Duffy's really kind of put his stamp in that back. I think we'll see him every game this year, unless, he, you know, Dutchwood, something happens. I think we'll see him every game because he just does the job. And see when Danny was saying on that first kind of 50 minutes of the Hibs game, that's a Shane Duffy plan, mate. Let them, let them take the ball by you a couple of times. Let them think they're in. And then see when they think they're comfortable. Bang. Shane Duffy right in your face. <laughs> uh, just quickly, because again, Danny wants in to say something else, but uh, that was another game like the game against Hibs where the opposition had no shots on target. So they had five shots in total in that game, uh, according to the stats in front of me anyway, and um, no shots on target, exact same as, as against Hibs. Danny, what was it you were wanting to say? Oh, no, just exactly what Dan was saying. I'd, I'd take that any day of the week over a 4 3 like the game we had at Cluj where your heart's on your throat. Um, people are moaning that it was only 1-0. It was like the most assured away European performance you could ask for. We bossed the game from start to finish. I can't even think of like a time where we looked nervy. They had their chances, but like you say, there was nothing that was clear-cut. Um, and I, I read a wee stat today I thought was impressive. Um, since Lennon came back in for his second spell, we've only lost one European away game at 10 and it was the 2-0 away at Cluj where we put our second string team in so like you say there's comments on Facebook I'm sort of getting fed up with the doom and gloom I just think some folk aren't going to be happy we constantly talk about the media saying that we're in a blip when we, we're still winning games we are on a brilliant run the new we've picked up two 1-0s away for him in Europe with two really good performances I tend to agree with Lennon on the Riga performance day I thought it was it was mature. He called it mature and he was spot on. And it's Rain fans now that are saying that we're in a slump and we're winning games. And you read it all the time on Twitter and Facebook. But I think it's just through the lens. That's in no way the opinion of the wider Celtic like support. Um, because I for one I'm pretty happy they knew. 
And the guys that are coming out and making bit part performances, I'm chuffed with as well. We've talked about Turnbull and we're picking up injuries and the guys that are coming in are they missing a beat. So long may it continue. Obviously, the draw was made today. I'm sure we'll get talking about that. But um, Sarajevo, I was more than happy with. Uh, like, we're all, all old enough to have seen how terrible Celtic can be away from home in Europe. The number of times that you know we've seen, whether it's teams that you would expect to get a result against us or teams that you would expect us to absolutely thrash and, and us being turned over um, away from home. So just, you know, the start there that you were saying, Danny, about, you know, the Cluj game, which was a, a nothing game, a non-important game at all, which is the only only one in the last 10 away from home in Europe that we've lost. That says something. I think you, you, we just have to be happy. I like there might be people that are saying these are teams, Sarajevo, you know, we're, we're Glasgow Celtic, we should be putting two or three at least past these teams. When they're setting up the way they set up, everything's a bit weird just now as well. Like, you know, going away to matches, you know, the, the players can pick up energy even from, from a home support and the fact that that's not there. But just going away in Europe is always difficult, as Celtic has proved time and time again in the, in the past. So to go and get these results, you've just got to applaud it. Uh, and move forward with what it gives us. Well, we were all astounded last night when we got into pot one because of the amount of teams, higher-ranked teams that got put in these one-legged ties who have just went for it and the games have ended up 3-2. When Lennon came back in, we all agreed um, and we discussed it at length, but the one thing we were sure about Lennon coming in and no everybody was for it, but we all said he's going to make us harder to beat in Europe. That's exactly what he's done. <laughs> exactly what he's done. And there's people decrying it and shouting for the rooftops saying that oh we, we didn't play good football we're no good to watch we were really good to watch against Hibs and in the tough game in Europe when we were away from home we ground it at 1-0 what more do you want? Right Sean hit them tell them say it about them yeah. tell them what more do you want let's tell us tell us what what more personally I think we need to being so wasteful as well in Europe I think we've been really wasteful at times I think I think we're setting up well, but I think the problem we're having now is I still think it's still ludicrous to be playing no two strikers. Like, I still don't understand the logic. I know he's injured now, but you've still got two on the bench. At least try and utilise one. We've always said, at least if you've got two, you've got three sitting there, use one, one half, one the other half. Fine. Rotate it. Still no convinced well in up front. He seems to be doing a bit better playing in that position than he had been playing the wing prior. When he playing the left side, he hadn't been getting as much much luck as well, almost in terms of how he's driving forward. But I mean, it's difficult to say now how we really are performing in Europe and even at home because every team we're playing is setting up to defend against us. So we're not scoring tons of goals because we're not getting on the break. We're not getting probably as much opportunities as we can. But I think we're also beating ourselves more than ever getting beat after teams. Any points we've dropped during a time we've looked weak is more so, I think, because of the Celtic players. And I think it's because where we've went through slumps with players historically or the last recent years, probably not, you know, five, six years ago, but the recent years, right, anyway, you've had one or two players having bad games, but I think the problem we've had this season overall, though, is there's been inconsistencies consistently across the pitch, and it's not just one player here and there, it's half the team's not up to scratch almost in some games, or half the team looks lethargic as well. I think it's these these crucial players as well. Danny mentioned, like, I th- sorry, I think it was Danny mentioned, Ryan Christie earlier, that it's hard to put your finger on because... It's, for me, it's hard to grade because I'm buzzing with the results of our recent 
again, Celtic away from home, it's, it, in Europe, it's just something that traditionally you're, you're led to believe it's not going to happen. Uh, and I'll be honest, there's a bit of a grump about the amount of games we've had to play away in qualifying, but it's actually been annoying me. No, that, that's how the draw is working. And, you know, Christy, something just, it's not quite clicked for him yet. The, the Christy we saw last year and the year before that, but he just creative, just doing unexpected things like nice crisp passing. He's giving the ball away. He's just lamping shots at the goal with almost no conviction other than maybe one or two attempts at ten. But the fact we're still getting results. I think that's the most important thing, as you say, is we're getting right. results. And I think the thing is, see, see if you looked at Celtic and you thought this is as good as we can get. No, that would be that would be the cause for concern that I feel like I'm seeing. I feel like I'm seeing people online just panicking, just like, oh, we're fucking shite. It's like, well, we're really not. Like, we're, we are we are getting results. And it's just one of these things that I, I'm not sure if the absence of fans is the biggest problem or like that there is a, a pressure on the players that there hasn't been. Um, but there's also that pressure on the fans as well. Fans are like, oh my God, like all the last seasons we've had these pinch points and parts of the season where you're just, you know, as Danny would say, your ass is making buttons. Um, <laughs> it always delights me, so hilarious. No, I think, I think this season, I, I feel like, because there are parts of games where I am just like sweating, I just don't want to look at it because I'm like, we really need to get a goal and it's the 60 minute mark from even not scored yet. I think there's been a lot of frustration this year, especially watching Celtic. I think, you look at players that you say, like Christy, Forrest, Elanusi for most of the games, Scott Brown up until maybe two or three games ago. They're rotating back three or two or four or whatever we had at the times. I mean, you're no concern that the players can't step up when they need to, but I just feel like they're not stepping up as much as they should be or could be the now, given the fact that we were dropping points. And I think a big part of it could be that when you're going to play in a live game in front of a crowd, the crowd holds you to account for every mistake you make on mm. the pitch. And then you know you're in that pressure. Whereas I think you're playing a bad game. Unless the manager or someone else pulls you up, like you're not getting that pressure like, oh shit, I need to I need to step it up now, man. Everyone's basically screaming at me or booing at me, you know. Flip, flip side of that coin as well. How hard must it be? Like, see, especially for our newer players, scoring goals. And I've seen it in quite a few games, not not just Celtic games. Where like somebody scores a belt and a goal and they turn around and go, oh, there's fucking nobody here. <laughs> it's like when you you throw something and like into the bin for miles away and there's never anybody there to see it. It just must <laughs> be that it, feeling man. on a weekly basis. I can't remember who the best one was so far, but I, I, I was like, I think Phil Foden for City scored or something, right? And you could see him like he was looking at the players and he turned around and he was just like, no, nobody here. Like so. We are players, again, like I think, is there a flip side of that? There's nobody to hold you at yeah. account, but there's also nobody, there's nobody cheering you on. No, nah, there's no. I and that must be, must be bizarre. It's almost like, it's like a child. You just want them to do well, but you'll always love them, even if they're not playing. <laughs> they're not doing their best. You'll always love them no matter what, but you just really want to push them forward and yeah. do their best. And it's, it's, it's like when your parents got your back during the exams, you're like, I'm fucking doing it, right? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. I just... I just want a bit more consistency probably more than anything else across the pitch. And it's, we're still winning games at any day. And, and each to one nil is still going to win you the season by the end of the year, legs. But you want to just do a wee bit more style. And I think this is what you're looking for. But... Well, that's it. The, the style we've been 
we've come accustomed to. Yeah, we became fat in our own victories. And I think this is a thing that maybe teams see, especially Scottish teams. Sorry, Danny, I will let you go. And I just no, no, you're all right. Carry on. We, we've had nine seasons eh, having the run of the, the rule of the roost. And all, over those nine seasons, it'll not be easy to see just now because we're in the heat of it. In fact, we're at the, like the actual like, boiling point. Eh, Celtic domestic football right now. Um, any fan that's alive, this is it. We can make history this year. But in, in years to come, you'll maybe be able to like look back and when all the DVDs or whatever come out, like if they do it or if they just release a DVD at the nine, they're going to see how the style of Celtic has totally changed. And obviously it's quite easy to differentiate between managers, but within those managers' individual seasons, they, they, they haven't always been able to just... I will just use the same... We'll just do the same passes and the same short plays we did last year. We'll just use those same kind of balls. Because that doesn't fly. Like teams look for that kind of stuff. That's that's the modern game. Teams are all about finding out those wee things and not letting you away with. So going going for that on a tenth season, eh, maybe the players do have to now do something that we as fans have not yet seen. Danny, I'm going to bring you in a second because I know you're wanting to say something. I just wanted to pick up on what Sean and Dan were, were talking about there, which is mainly I pretty much agree with almost everything that they just said. The one thing that I'm not so sure about is Christie. I think Christie has been, after Frimpong, probably our best player so far this season through all our games. Um, he's the one that's constantly driving at the, the backwards, uh, the, the defensive lines for opposition teams, the one that's always looking to try and create something and do something. What I do agree with is that he has been wasteful with uh, his shots. Um, he, he picks up the ball and he does seem to be just trying to ping it in for any angle that he seems to be at. And that, I do agree with that. And that is a bit of wastefulness that seems to have been kind of crept into his game so far this season. I wonder whether that's because, he, there's, apart from Frimpong, there's not many other players that have been creating you know, the opportunity for him to be playing them in. Maybe they've not been making the runs that they should have been making. And whether that's Eduard, whether that's Elinousi, that kind of thing. But I definitely do think Christie's been one of our, our better players. And I, I do agree as well that, that Eduard times seems to be a wee bit off the boil. But the other thing with that as well is he scored six goals in nine games so far this season. Which is awesome. For a player off the boil. Uh. <laughs> uh, again, that, that's good. Isn't it good, though, that there's, you know, we're, we're sitting here and I, I, I criticise Celtic fans this all the time, and yet here I am doing the same thing. It's good that you can see there's room for improvement. If you thought, this is the best we are getting, there'd be, there'd be a bit more kind of, I don't know, your, your heart would be beating faster in every game. But we know, we know there's room to do more. And I think that that's what we just need to kind of hold on to, is that we're going to have some games, like every season, that will win 5-0. And there'll be some games we don't. And as long as we just they do their best, and as long as the wins keep coming, you're not, going to, you're not really going to have too much to do. Danny, you should say something. All right, Danny. Can I, can I ask you a question, uh, What's that? One player that's getting a lot of abuse is Taylor. Why? Everywhere. After every single game, he's basically on, on Twitter. After the Sarajevo game, he was trending on Twitter again. I thought he had quite a decent game against Sarajevo, actually. And uh, everybody 
seems to just be criticising him. He seems to be that guy that's that's getting it in the neck for almost every fan, or at least every fan that's got a Twitter account anyway. What do you think? I don't think he deserves it. Um, to be fair, it sort of branches onto the wider point I was going to make, which you beautifully and succinctly have sort of brought me to because it encompasses everything you've all said. But the the team don't deserve a lot of the flack they're getting now. I tend to side with Dan Shaw's eternally positive attitude on this. But of all the things I mean, we just talked about... After a game, do you find you? Depends how many pints I've had, I. <laughs> no, but uh, all the stuff that we've just mentioned, the fact that there's new fans, that's going to be having a major impact. The fact that there's loads of upheaval in the world the new and everybody's not quite as certain and sure-footed as they should be. Um, the fact that it's a huge season in 10 in a row and the players will be feeling the weight of that and the fact that we've had to negotiate Europe, they've had a setback in terms of getting knocked out of the Champions League. But all of this is sort of coming to a head and we are still racking up results. It's business as usual. Another one on the board week after week, we're doing it and it might not be pretty. And you were talking about style. Is style something we can sacrifice, given all the stuff that's gone on that we've just acknowledged? Like, the fact that it's a 10 row season and it's far from a normal season. Um, can we maybe sacrifice a wee bit on the style if we're getting the job done? How many of these nutters on Twitter, if you say to them, oh, well, a scrappy 1-0 every game between now and the end of the season and we win the treble, would they turn it down? No, they wouldn't. Because I like going to Celtic Park and being entertained and watching Celtic on the telly and being entertained. We can't be there in person. I knew it's shit enough as it is watching on the telly. And you want every game to be 5 nil, as Dan says. We'll get them this season. We'll go out and hammer teams and hopefully the next time we hammer somebody it'll be uh, our next league game after the international break. But aye, I just feel like, especially Taylor, like I feel for the guy because he's trying um, and you can see he's trying to... He might not be good enough to take the step up, but I've not made the decision on him yet. He's showed enough for me to give him a chance. And we've got so many ball players in the team now. Elia Nusse, Christy, who, like we say, has been wasteful. We've got um, Turnbull and that coming in as well. We've got loads of ball players in the midfield who are going to try their risky passes and they're not going to come off all the time. And it's going to look shite for time to time. It's going to look like we just give the ball away when we're in control. Calm the fuck down. <laughs> We're only like a third of the way through. Just calm down. It's going to be easier for everybody if you just have a cup of tea and calm down. Because like the end of the season's a long way away. And everything you just mentioned there perfectly, that's what I was champing at the bit to say. Every time you said, oh, there's no fans. And I says, oh, well, something else, something else. And we're still chalking them up on the board. So bring on next week get the international break out of the way, bring on Rangers and then bring on these European teams that we were so fortunate to draw today. <laughs> uh, Danny was talking about uh, being happy to take a 1-0 win when, we've, um, when we get it. I'd definitely be happy to take 1-0 wins against every team that we've been drawing against in the Europa League. So that, that draw was, was made today, the day we're recording. So Celtic's been drawn against Sparta Prague, AC and Lyon. Shay, <laughs> when you've been quiet, you got any any thoughts on the draw? Um, maybe a, a wee bit of a glamour tie in AC Milan. Obviously, not quite the the giant that they used to be in Italian football, but 
Still got big Zlatan up front. I think we'll fucking destroy them. Yeah. I totally like had uh, this pure, like, what do you call it again? Fucking my blood went rushing and Dan Shaw was in a chat being like, fuck those guys. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, man, I'm like, yeah, Eastern Milan aren't the same they used to be. And like, we're all in the same group because we didn't play well against other teams. And it's not exactly like, like, um, Sparta's the only one. Sparta's in the group, right? Sparta I think they're like the only ones I'm really worried about for some reason. I don't know if that's just because I've been playing God of War. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I've just been reading, reading a wee bit about Spartans. Kratos at centre half. Throwing his big chains about the place, bursting balls. <laughs> I'm not. I'm actually weirdly. I'm. I'm. I'm always like pretty negative. I'm always like pretty pessimistic, so that I don't get too excited. So when we do win, it's a good thing. And, uh, but at the same time, like I don't think, like I don't think we might not be top of the group, but I might be, we might be second, uh, second or third is like, honestly, it's like where we're gonna wind up. So I'm actually pretty, I'm, I'm actually really confident about it. And like, and the thing is as well, like I know this is like kind of stupid, but um, you know that whole like it's better to go out like in a good group and be actually put out by a competent football team <laughs> clues or something. You know what Get I mean? through so, the groups, draw a jobby team in the knockout round and get put out straight away. <laughs> yeah, like, like Copenhagen, you know what I mean? Like, that's like, I'd rather lose to, you know, I'd rather have a 7-0 against Barcelona. That's a terrible thing to say. I'll take that back. <laughs> but I'd rather, I'd rather lose against some good teams than have like a wee jobby group, which we probably would... For some reason, Rosenberg would come out of nowhere and <laughs> score and win a game, and then we'd manage to pass through. So they get paid the night the before. English we always try against English teams. I like fucking geese Tottenham. Geese uh, last we couldn't we eventually went to the pot. We couldn't get Tottenham. I was like geese them. Yeah. We always come up against these teams. How many is last year? Thought we'd get. We were going to scrape through second place in that group last year as well, and you know we got surprised in the end. So. They're all good teams on their day and give a good challenge, but there's nothing to say we're out by any means. AC struggled against Shamrock Rovers, Rio Avellano, and who was the other one? AC's been a shock to me, though, because they've been doing no bad in the league still, though. Aye. They've just been absolute dug shit in Europe. Like, they're doing all right, but they're still, they're still doing a massive rebuilding job since Take, the last 10 years or so they've been trying to get us. And the thing is, they've been spending mental AC Milan. In fact, I'll go a bit further. They've been spending like a club, like East Milan, should not be able to spend. Allegedly. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Let's save the podcast from libel. Allegedly. They were the team looking at Morelos as well, weren't they? I mean, hope, you fucking sign him, man. Apparently, <laughs> apparently Milan and Lille were both looking for uh, looking at Morelos. Do you know what would be really funny, though? Do you know what would be hilarious? Had uh, no scoring. No, 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 no. Even better than that. He actually did score against us the minute he moved away from Egypt. <laughs> <laughs> he only hit the nail on the head when he said, I'm pretty sure any one of these four teams could finish top and anyone could finish bottom. It's that kind of group. Uh, well, I hope it will be. <laughs> It'll not be like six wins out of six for this year. Right? But I'm excited by it. Like It's a toughie. It is. I think it's one of these challenges that what, what I would love at it is if we don't, we don't manage to make it out, it's that kind of learning curve that you sometimes need to push on for that second half of the season. You know, just when that goes to game six in December and you don't quite make it, but you, you learn playing tough opposition. That's that's one of the constants in football. That, like um, Teams that have an easy go of it and like, rarely do well thereafter. Rather, there's no 
urgency to do more and show your fans that you actually can play football. So I think it's positive either way because if we don't come out that group, they'll have their arses kick in the changing room and, and it will spoil them on. So I'm not, I'm not trying to make excuses before the games are played, but because I think we will do well. I think Lazio are better on every team in that group. And um, wasn't there a flash in the pan? We beat them home and away. Um, and I think we've improved our team uh, this summer. So the, the two ones that they, they came away with in the groups last year can maybe be clean sheets this year and we can maybe get an extra couple of goals. But that's all well and good. We still know they're decent teams. But no, I, I still think if we can beat Lazio home and away, we can, we can honour they beat any of these teams. And that's all we need. Ten year, like we're due to see you doing. They've no caca now. Let's do it, man. They've no caca. Your team's shite. I'm uh, <laughs> excited. Well, uh, does Timo Weir no play up front for Leo? He does. So we've got the uh, the return of Weir. Uh, he was not. He was not good enough to play. For him, wasn't he wasn't. I fancy Edward's a better player. Aye, exactly. We'll just what we'll just get the other ten to go back in the changing room and they'll just play like one aside. <laughs> But I know I'm with Dan. Like fuck it, let's be confident. We're on this runny wins, and it wasn't that long ago we were all doom and gloom, and Bollywood went away against Hole, and everybody was talking. <laughs> Lennon had lost the dressing room, and Rangers were cantering away, and they signed two new strikers that were shit hot. Well, we've got a shit hot new striker too as well. Shane Duffy. Ten in a row. Here we go. Iron Shane Duffy just heaters anything within a six foot radius. Aye. Just Wayne's get caught up in it. Accidentally walk in his path. Boofed. That's them. About smashing yeah. some Wayne's head in. <laughs> no, me nearly falling off my chair trying to replicate heat button a child. <laughs> that read like the front page of a Digger article. <laughs> Man falls off chair after attempting to headbutt child. Two things coming up in the next few days. So playing St. Johnson away on Sunday and then immediately after that Monday is the transfer deadline. Do you think we're going to get Mini Mayor in the door? What's your thoughts? I'm more interested in more getting any out the door, apart from maybe, as I say, Ensham is probably the one I would... I'd be... Now with Turnbull on that, I'd be okay with him going. And we still like Sir Henderson in that as well, so Ensham going is not the biggest problem to me. Honestly, Christopher Ayer, for the the fees that have been spoken about, and maybe, maybe we're naive or whatever as fans for thinking that he will go for that. But if he does, 20 million plus euros, Chris Vire, we get an offer for that. Out the door. We've got beat on Shane Duffy and Julian. We do it. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm for that kind of money. Aye. The longer Beaton's it goes on. has been here for so long. Like, how long yeah, has Beaton? I was going to say uh, six years. Was, was he just, signed just, before came in? Didn't he just not play for a season or something? Yeah. There's he wasn't going to come on it. Long time he didn't get many games, uh, but he's like wonderful. A phoenix, like a, like a yeah, yeah. Israeli phoenix from the ashes. Having this near beat on in 2013, Jeez. seven years. Oh. That's the thing. We'll need a, we'll need a, I definitely need backup for Taylor. So that's one that has to come in. Um, I'd be quite happy if we didn't sell anybody. To be honest, we mm-hmm. need that I actively wanted the door at this oh. point. Don't get me wrong, I, I, I'm not like pun either because I, I, I don't like him. I just think for that kind of money, we'd be silly. We'd be absolutely daft. I, but, I tend to agree with you for 20 plus million. I, I think that's more than what his value is. But like I say, I, I just feel that we've got 
loads of centre half options for the first time in donkey's years. Yeah, <laughs> I just don't know why I get rid of any. Um, but, I think right, I, I was a big fan of Dedrick Bayard and I think I have better than he is. Um, I definitely. So yeah. it's not like I'm like, let's actively get rid of him. I don't I don't love him, but I think I don't I don't see in terms of what the rest do that he does more or, or that there's something that, that he can do the rest can. Um so no, I'd rather keep more centre half options, absolutely for this year, no doubt, but it'd be silly to to not look at seriously considering like twenty million euros plus. If it's three quarters, half of that, nah, fuck him. He's over. Do you think, so do you think the team that will start against St. Johnson's there, the now Nady's going to go between now and then? Nah, I don't think, I don't think we're going to lose any players. Um, none of the first team anyway. There might be one or two younger boys that could potentially go out on loan or that kind of thing. Whether that happens to be somebody like Henderson, obviously you've got Turnbull and Sorrow, who are seemingly both ahead of Henderson in the, the squad right now, given that both of them came on against Hibs. I, I don't see us selling anybody. I think Lennon had said that there's one or two players that they're, you know, that they're hoping that things will move on between now and the window. It's not going to give them uh, We need Colin. I, I think I've said this every single podcast we've done. <laughs> but we need cover on the left, and he's good. You're Mickey Johnson, aren't they? Mickey Johnson's no back yet, and James McLean hates the Queen. So <laughs> Are we putting our neck on the line with predictions for St. Johnson? Is it going to be the I, five now Dan's been talking about? I, oh, I'm, I am going to stick my neck on the line and say five nil. Five, five nil. I think I everybody else quite as well. I'm going to say six nil. Oh, yeah. yes. And a half. <laughs> I'm, a bit, I'm a bit safer and still say clean sheet 3 0. Gentleman's choice. I'm going to go for 4 0. I think the team's on a bit of a high, and given that we've had a, a 3, a 5, and a 6, I'm going to go for 4. It's going to be a 1 0, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say we'll probably give away a goal, but 4 1. You would just seek a hunt. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I've got one Rangers player in the fantasy team. Will you let it go? No, actually two, two. <laughs> I didn't want to put that on the tape and then later be disproven. I have two, and I'm still boatman league. <laughs> I'm telling Scotland. You're on the shit list with you, mate. Oh, I don't. Oh, right, this that's is why I don't do these things, man. Conflicted. You made the right choice. Accidentally, right accidentally pick the worst people in the world, and then all my pals will stop talking to me. <laughs> well, I, I wonder pick- where my allegiances lie. We were talking about it earlier. I picked Scott Allen and he's had to retire a third of the way into the season. <laughs> did, you, <laughs> did you read that? It's no funny though. The guy's got a condition, but um, aye, that's got to be the worst fantasy theme pick ever. What's I don't think he's got me like, a point like, yet. Like, genuinely, I, don't, I haven't heard that. He's been diagnosed with some heart condition. Um, oh, shit. He's had to retire. It's a shame for the guy. I never really thought he got a proper chance at Celtic, but. We played uh, Gregor. Christine's got Alan three times ago, three times we won. I will. He played under three or four managers, I think, and they all thought much the same. But uh, it was a shame, especially for a guy that's that young. But aye, uh, worst fantasy football pick ever. Never got me a point and he's retired. So I'm not even sure if I can transfer him there or no. I think it's uh, becoming a thing that any professional footballer in Scotland just does not want to end up in Danny's fantasy football team. means <laughs> he's got to have a shiter. Um, I've got uh, a subbed in Ian Durant. He's playing in the midfield for me at the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> nah, even he's not in it. 
was going to say, there's one for the kids, eh? Fucking hell. That was about 30 <laughs> years ago. Laughing at par for decades. Yeah, something that, Davy Cooper. <laughs> I know. Hey. Boys, anything else to bring up? I think that's us, really. That we've covered. Any further business? Any further business? <laughs> Any further What's business? Agenda, David? Make your voice heard. What, how is it? Like, the thing was, one of the things we were talking about a wee bit was like how Scott Brown has not been playing that well. And then the thing was like at Hibs, the Hibs game, he suddenly was playing well. How was he playing yesterday? I think in the last maybe two or three games, he's especially came back to his best again. I think it was a bit more about lethargy at the start of the season. He's yeah. obviously, it's, it's night and day now that you can't really play 90 minutes. Yeah. Um, and asking him to do it is maybe a bit That's ludicrous in this, in this year especially. It's like, we didn't need to play him for 90 minutes. Yeah. What's the point in risking him? But I think he's, he's split the season so far in half. First half, yeah, he was classic. Is this Scott Brown done? Is this I'm done? And now he's proved, came back in and he's like, oh yeah, no, you can still marshal that midfield like anyone else. <laughs> he was good against Sarajevo again. Yeah. Uh, proved it out as well. But that's it. Jeremy Frempong, Scott Brown, old man, young man, classic double act. I going to lead us. We're going to be classic porno. What kind of porno are you watching? You know. I'm already googling it. <laughs> hey, um, I'm, not... <laughs> <laughs> I'm... I'm the tea lady that comes in. Goes, it... <laughs> Actually, one Fuck final up. point. I want to put this to the. I want to put this to the listeners. So if they want to comment on the the episode once it goes up on Facebook or Twitter, is it tragic for a thirty year old man? To get Frimpong, who is essentially a wee boy's name, on the back of my top. <laughs> is oh, it? We've both considered this and no spoken about it. <laughs> <laughs> is it? I feel like it might be a wee bit. So no, I want. Think I about want... it, because there's guys that are like sixty who get like Scott Brown, and that's like a thirty-year difference. So. I know, but, but it's a wee bit like. It's a wee bit like oh, when you're thirty and you, somebody's thirty and they're going to be a teenager, and then they say, "Oh, but when you're eighty, and it's like I know, but it's the new." <laughs> that, that's the creepy bit so like uh, aye it might be alright when he's like 30 and um, whatever but aye right now is it creepy that's what I want to establish so I'm putting it to a wider audience any any help would be much appreciated what do the guys what do the guys think is, is it creepy for Danny to get Frimpong on the back of his toe Quinn comment is it, is it Danny creepy Yes or no? Excuse me, that is a loaded question. <laughs> of course, he's creepy. <laughs> what I'm more annoyed at is why you're not getting Paradise Podcast <laughs> right back of your custom shirt. Eh? Too many letters, man. I'm no made money. <laughs> well, I uh, would be much appreciated. I'm not going to trust what you say anyway, because even if you did think it was creepy, you'd be like, I mate, go for it. <laughs> and then you'd be walking behind me, pointing and laughing. Everyone is going to call you creepy. You're not going to know who's who. So for our <clears> listeners, <throat> we're looking for likes on Facebook and Twitter for this uh, podcast. And uh, the more likes we get, we're going to assume that you're supporting Danny to get <laughs> we can do a Twitter poll. I will do what the people demand. Uh, right, no, even better, even better. Anybody suggest anything? <laughs> the thing with the most likes, he has to get it. <laughs> Just get like Morelos or something. <laughs> secret, secret jail, secret hunt. He has to get it. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> well, <laughs> just on... say, guys, we've seen Danny do some terrible things, <laughs> so I wouldn't put it past him actually doing it if that is what the public votes. Shake bag if you don't. Shake bag if you don't. <laughs> well, actually, when we're talking about polls, I was going to float an idea to you. Um, probably should have done it. Um, before the podcast, <laughs> we're, uh, we're, uh, we're live brainstorming here. I thought because the international breaks on and everybody hates international football, that it would be good for us to re-watch a classic game and maybe do a wee review on it. So I was looking for suggestions. My suggestion was obviously 6-2 against the Rockets. Way to go for the game at every single fucking person ever. <laughs> so that's, if you want to suggest something, we'll I will pick one and we'll rewatch it and do a wee preview just to keep, keep things ticking over. Because let's be honest, who gives a fuck? It's international football. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good. One. No, my suggestion: Game of Shame, nineteen eighty Scottish Cup final. Oh, we have a winner already. <laughs> <laughs> Any suggestion? What about you, Ian, David? Sean said uh, Celtic Man U. Nakamura free kick. Aye, We'll just talk about that free kick for two hours. It'll be great. Exactly. Any other games? A wee European number? Barcelona. But when we won. Barcelona won't get the winner. I don't think I'm one that all of the podcasts have surely done. Aye. I don't think I can watch that game without like a dozen beers in me unless it's four in the morning. Like (laughs) and I'm on YouTube. So (laughs) So every every night Barcelona's (laughs) fan point of view. Oh, what a video. We better balance it at the start. Get you going. Uh, or when we stopped Rangers getting the 10. Oh, that's, that's a good one. That's a good one. Actually, put it to the people. Put it to the people that you are the ones suggested uh, and we'll vote for one. I think that'd be a good laugh for an episode. We should probably all get tinned. It'll be a tinny episode. So... <laughs> I mean, we need a special for that, Danny. I. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unlocked tinned content. I'm actually drinking the. Just this is my my last thing I'm going to say. Dan's recommendation: pink hooch. Oh, pink hooch! Uh, I love hooch, but I've never had pink hooch. Oh, it's pretty it's swish. It's pretty. Yeah, it's the it's the dark fruits of hooch. It's like That's a holiday something. in a can. <laughs> By the way. Just it's the worst reference. holiday you've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> You're not getting paid. Beats in Malibu still. It's in no way sponsored by Hooch. <laughs> They're just like, like fag butts in it. This one is sponsor the podcast, man. Here, actually, yeah, yeah. I mean, let's not cut our cloth here, Danny. Hooch. Fuck it. Send us free Hooch. <laughs> Send us free Hooch. Mm, delicious Hooch. Barry's Red Hooch. <laughs> oh, I love this Hooch. <laughs> that actually is me, a fucking deal of Hooch. <laughs> I, think, uh, I think we've covered absolutely everything and more. Uh, no. So, Bruni's back to his best. Hell, hell. We're into the Europa League group stage. Hell, hell. Hooch is on the menu. <laughs> But off the menu are Kelly Pies as coronavirus has an outbreak amongst the Kilmarnock players. Oh, 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 that was good. On oh, that gosh. note, thanks for listening. Hail, hail. Hail, hail. Hail, hail.